Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. I want to welcome everybody to Vibe Time with Jerry. And I have Paranormal Roundtable tonight with John Savage, David Flowers, and Dennis Eslock. So we are going to have fun tonight. I'm going to take everybody off of mute. Um, Just a couple of announcements to make that if anybody wants to know what the latest paranormal events are, go to Virginia Paranormal Events. On Facebook, that's John Stevens' page, and you can go to his website at www.virginiaparanormalevents.com because I know we have quite a few things going on. So um, just go to that page, and you can keep track of everything there. All right, let me take everybody off of mute. See how this is going to work. Hello. All right. Can you all hear me? Yeah, we can. can hear you. Okay. Let me check and make sure everybody... Well, we'll find out in a minute if we're having any problems with StreamTard. <laughs> Tonight we have Dennis Eslock joining us. Look, it's Kimberly. Hello. So we do Paranormal Roundtable. It's every. It's the first Tuesday of every month on Vibe Time where we talk about various topics that maybe some people are uncomfortable talking about. So, what's our topics? Well, hello, everyone. Um, Good topic. What should we talk about? Let's talk about, I don't know. Um, Dennis, you had a really good one that you want to talk about, like most places that claims to be the most haunted places. Yeah. All right. So I've got audio feedback going on, so I had a slight issue understanding that. But oh, yeah, I mean, somebody posted a thing. It's probably been three weeks ago. That they're most haunted, most active, most this, most that. I think every bit of that is fully under perception. You know, if I go to a location on Monday night. Then it just blows the chart for activity. Then I'm going to leave there with the perception that that's the most active place. But that's my perception. But if I go back Tuesday night and I don't have shit happen, sorry, can I say that? Yes. Uh, you know, then 
I'm going to have the same perception of, well, it's not even active. So I, I think we all have to keep in mind perception. Um, you know, if we look at one date or one occurrence, we can't base anything on that. We can't base activity on one visit. We can't base activity or quality, quantity of activity from one visit. I mean, I went to the manor house. I had a great time. We had some decent interaction. Does that mean it's the most active place? No, it is an active place. But, you know, it wasn't the most active place that I've been. But was it that night? Was it the weather? Was it the energies that had gone through before me? And people need to think about that. And there's way too many people that don't have time out here in the field that are drawing conclusions with really no valid basis for their conclusion. How much yeah. of that do you, do you think is because of people want to promote a location? I think that's a huge part of it. I mean, if I tell you I've got the greatest deals in contracting, that's yeah. a promotion. If I tell you I've got the most active location, that's a promotion. If I tell you, in yeah. my opinion and in my experience, this location is the most active location I've ever been, then I'm not promoting anything. I'm simply stating this is my opinion. And we all know what opinions are like. <laughs> Do you think it also comes down to the perception of the person? Most definitely. I mean, if I come into your house, and John, you and I have never met, but I come into your house and I'm like, hey, tell me about yourself. What do you like to do? What's your favorite color? What, what year did you die? Well, you're right. going to have one of two responses. It's either fight or flight. You're either going to... You're either going to go on the offensive or on the defensive. But if I come in, nice, quiet, good energy, light energy, and mm -hmm. I just start asking, hey, is there anybody here that would like to talk to us? I don't mean you any harm. I just ask that you interact with me. Then it's going to make a totally different environment. All of the conferences that I speak at and all of the events that I host, I always tell them one thing to keep in mind while you're doing this. The one thing that, that connects all of us from year to year to year time frame and all the way back is, and it goes all the way back to the first time that Uga Chukka stepped in a pile of dinosaur shit and busted his ass. Humor. Yeah. See? I got all three of you to laugh yeah. with one stupid little joke. That's pretty good. But if good. you don't do that, and if you don't, if you don't break that barrier, with the one, I don't care. I don't have to even understand your language. But if you see me start laughing, you're going to start laughing. It's human nature. We all look for that energy. We all look for and feel that vibe. Right, so, hey, Melissa. Have fun. I mean, I've noticed at least on social media like, um, you know, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, that a lot of people say, 
this is the most haunted place in, you know, Virginia uh, or Kentucky. And it's like, you know, what evidence are you basing that of? And And I'm like, you know, I think you're more trying to get more viewers and followers by saying that. And I think that's doing a really disservice to us in the paranormal field. I agree right, with so, you. Go ahead, David. Yeah, I said, like you're saying, it's it's doing a disservice because you know, there's only one way that you're going to be able to say a place is the most haunted is if you have several groups going to every haunted location in let's just for the state, several groups just going to every location. Yeah, and everybody compare, comparing notes. That's the only way you're going to find out if a place is most haunted. Yeah, but what yeah. if you have a call places that are the most haunted, and they can't, and you can't, you can't do any of the, you can't do any paranormal research in the buildings or any type of running any type of equipment in the buildings. So how can you even determine that? Yeah. Exactly. The most places. And again, and like I said, you know, that comes down to, you know, people trying to promote their site, their haunted location to get more people to pay to get in without actually saying, you know, actually documenting. Yes, I mean, it's like the Manor House. I mean, there's documentations that you've done over the years. There's the 360 that there's documentation that you guys have done that we you can fall back on saying, yes, this place is actively haunted. Now, is it the most active place in Virginia? Is it a, a common haunting? Yeah. You know, your haunting at the Manor House is totally different than that 360. Yeah. So, you, know, you, you can't really compare each haunted location against each other. Right. That's very true. But, again, it's all perception because even yeah. a location that doesn't have documented history, if I walk in and, you know, books fly off the shelf and I turn and look and see an office chair spin and I see a little apparition running by me, I'm going to say that's probably the most active place I've been, but yeah. again, it's my perception. Exactly. And I'm I'm exactly. probably going to say it's one of the places I pissed myself the most if I see books fly off the shelf and a chair spins and a little apparition runs by me. But still, yeah. I mean, you know, when I put out promotions for the cabin, I put out that it's one of the most haunted locations in Virginia because I can quantify that it is one of in Virginia. Yeah. But at the same time, I can't definitively say it is the most haunted. And I don't think... Even St. Alden Sanatorium, which I've been to three dozen times, I can't say it is the most haunted because I haven't been to absolutely every one of them. So it would only be my perception based on my experience. And people need to understand the difference between perception and reality. Yep. Yep. I got I got blocked that day because of my post by quite a few people. <laughs> But 
But I was being honest. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't trying to nitpick with anybody. It just it was on my mind. Oh. And there's nothing wrong with other people when they when they say, you know, oh it's um one of the senators that we have in Virginia, I forgot the name of it. Um, you know, this is the most haunted one. No. You, if you're comparing it to a haunted house, to residential, okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. If you're saying it's the you know the most famous haunted place, you know for people knowing about it, yeah. But if you're gonna talk about activity, saying it's the granddaddy of all paranormal, no, you can't you can't take that claim. No one can at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know that there is truly a quantifier for that. There, there's no way to say this is definitively the most haunted place, period. Because it's so hit and miss. Uh, You know, lunar cycles, weather cycles, like you mentioned, the person's own energy that they bring in, those things are all a variable. And, I mean, there is no way to quantify most haunted. It's just an impossibility. Yeah, I agree. We can share our experiences all day long, and I can tell you a list, you know, as long as my arm of all the shit that happened at this location for me. But maybe David goes to the same place and he sees one little thing and he goes, I don't know, it may or may not have been paranormal. I don't even know that it's haunted. Yeah. So it all comes down to personal experience, and perception. There is no quantifier that makes it. I mean, I can say that's the deepest red I've ever seen, or this is the deepest black there is. There's a quantifier for those. But haunted, there is no quantifier. What truly makes a place haunted? Activity that occurs on a hit-and-miss basis? Yeah. Uh, opinion. Uh, uh, every location. Reputation. Yeah, exactly. And it all depends on the day, the time, the lunar cycles, the weather, the this, the that. The, you know, maybe they just don't like me and they don't interact with me, but they flipping love David, and all hell breaks loose when David's there because they all think he's a great dude and they just don't like me. What would be new? <laughs> oh, sorry. Right? I mean, look, Jerry will tell you, how many times have I been in a location where shit's going off the rails and I walk in and everything stops? Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. he's an asshole you know, and they see it. I mean, I'm being honest. <laughs> I have it on EVPs. I mean, what do you want me to say? It's a location you haven't even been to. <laughs> <laughs> that's that speaks volumes. Oh yeah, but I'm the one that gets called into. I'm the one that gets called into places where things need to be passed over, crossed over, or pushed out. That makes me an asshole. But that's what I do. Oh, so yeah. spirit world doesn't like me. I have oh. that reputation of being that guy. Yeah. I'm okay with yeah. it. 
because I didn't get into this field to become the, the biggest evidence collector or any of that shit. I got into this field to help people deal with what I've dealt with most of my life, which yep. is activity. So as long as I do that, I don't give two shits what spirit thinks about this. They can call me. I've had spirits in Ohio State Reformatory where I've never even been. Call me out by name and call me an asshole. Yeah. Jerry had him do it to me in Gloucester. Yeah. I think a lot of us have been called names many times. Yeah, I mean, I think that kind of goes with the territory. We're going into their area, and we're asking them a lot of times personal questions. If you come into my house asking me personal questions, I'm going to call you an asshole. Yeah. But at the same time, I know you're not coming into my area to ask personal questions with the intent that when you're done, you're either going to make me cohabitate peacefully with the residents there or B, chuck my ass out. Yeah. And, well, can we yeah, talk about know. that for a second? Can we talk about on the lines of what you were talking about with the, you know, um, if somebody comes into your house, you know, asking all these personal questions. What What is your take on, because, like, lately I've seen a lot of videos with the, like, provoking and just downright being nasty. And I'm not trying to change the subject, but since you're on a little bit part of that, what do you, what do you, what y'all's take on some of that? Because I've just seen so much of it lately with just being rude. I mean, is it, is it, I guess, for the people to get their shows up? Is it for the ratings to go up? I mean, I think it's more of trying to get the shows up to get followers. I also blame a lot of TV shows. I'm not going to mention anyone or any. Paranormal shows, you know, like most adventures are back, um, who are showing <laughs> what not to do. And people see shows like that and go, hey, that's, much how, that's how you're supposed to be doing a ghost investigation. Let's go in and be confrontational, be disrespectful. Maybe we'll get something. You know, if you do something like that, one, you're going to tick off the spirits in the heartbeat. They'll probably just say, you know yeah. what, F you, I'm not even going to deal with you guys. I'm out of here. And I'll and I'll exact my frustrations on the people who live at that location when you're gone. Yep. And then it when, gives us a bad name and a reputation as ghost, well, ghost investigators or researchers, and then it makes us harder to get into other locations because people are like, well, you're going to do exactly what they did. I don't want you in this house. You know, it could be one of the best locations for paranormal activity where it deserves to be investigated fully. But because right. of some idiot and some groups who don't know any better, they destroyed it for everyone else. Yeah, 1,000% yeah. on target, John. Yeah. 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 And, and well, a I lot of these newbie where... teams don't understand. Go ahead. I'm sorry. One of the things that a lot of these newbie investigative teams don't understand is you go into somebody's house for just a couple of hours. 
if you go in as a complete asshole and you piss everything off that's there, you get to go home. You sleep comfortably. And that family, that that five-year-old child that's terrified in his room, they have to deal yeah. with what you've left behind. So yeah, 100%. you go in, you utilize mm-hmm. respect, you explain to spirit why you're there, you do your best in a professional <clears throat> whole manner to find out why spirit is there, how you can help them, and then if you're not competent to do a cleansing, blessing, or crossing, you contact someone that can. Don't just go in, kick the hornet's nest, and go home. Right. Because that happens a lot. See, this is where us, us as veteran investigation researchers need to really step up our game to help the next generation of paranormal investigators to teach them, to almost deprogram them on how to do a correct investigation and to say, hey, what you saw on TV? No. Nope. Get it out of your mind. It doesn't work that way. Learn from us. Learn from our trial and error and our mistake. Yeah, I, I've made my share of mistakes over the years, trust me. Um, the only time the only time that I will provoke is if it's a spirit that has proven to be an asshole, then I will, I will become an asshole. One, I want them to understand I'm in charge. I'm the one that is there on behalf of that family. And If I go into Kroger with my family and somebody is an asshole to my family in Kroger, I'm going to become a bigger asshole to get them to back off. That's that's just me. I mean, I spent a huge portion of my life with my father in military and law enforcement. Uh, I did uh, security. I bounced in nightclubs. You have to out-asshole the asshole to get them to back off. And then when yeah. they understand, hey, I don't run this shit, then you stand a better chance of de-escalating everything and going, all right, now look, you're an asshole. I forgive you. But let's look at what's going on here. Can you tell me why you're here? Can you tell me how I can help you? But you have to get their damn attention first, and that's only with the ones that are assholes. If you have you know, little Johnny Spirit running around and he's not doing anything but lighting up kids' toys and things, you have to approach him as though you're approaching little five-year-old Johnny. You don't go at him and go, tell me your name. Because you're yeah. going to find someone like me that's going to kick you in the Adam's apple. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, when when well, you mentioned the the you know the adventure show. Um, one of the things that irritates me about that, if you look back at the very early years of that show and GAC, they were they were new, and he didn't have that same persona that he has today. That persona oh, yeah. and that character that he is today 
is there solely because he understands that's how he gets ratings. But if you like read his book, um, follow him in general, and you'll see that's not how he truly believes it should be done. But he has to do that to keep his damn ratings up. I, I think Zach's an absolute genius. Not a damn one of us, and there's four of us on the screen right now, but not a damn one of us can roll into the casino and hand him the keys to our $150,000 Ferrari because we investigate spirits. He can because he investigates spirits, and he understands how to market and promote properly. That's a genius move. But he yeah. understood he had to develop a character that would keep his ratings high, would keep him in the public eye, and would keep sponsors willing to sponsor. But at the same time, I, I spoke to a very dear friend um, that is very close friends with uh, Zach. And they said, you know, they did an episode. I was sitting out in the RV, and there was a very moving moment where he came out, got back into the RV, and I'm sitting there with his mom. And he came in, walked right past both of us, went back and curled up with his puppy. When his mom asked if he needed anything, he said, no, I just want to be with my puppy right now. That one shook him to his core because it was personal. But most people won't even know that fact. They saw what happened on camera yeah. minus what got cut and edited where he lost his shit because it got personal. Yeah. He had to maintain that badass persona on TV of, holy shit, did you hear that? But behind the scenes, he was like, holy shit, man, did you hear that? I've been there. I know exactly what he took. But these newbie investigators and, oh, I want to start a team that looks so cool, they don't understand that. And they want to come in, they want to be badass, and yeah. they think that's the way it's done, and it's not. You're not going to get the answers yeah. that you want that way. You want me to throw a book at you? Cool, come in like an asshole. I'm going to throw a book at you. You come into my house and talk to me and disrespect me the way that a lot of these newbie investigators are doing, and I'm going to throw something else at you. You know, the first thing right. you'll see is the green, then you'll see the white, and the white's the flash. <laughs> Go in and talk to them respectfully. You don't have to be assholes. Yeah, being an asshole just doesn't accomplish anything. No, it truly doesn't. Respect accomplishes a ton. Exactly. Exactly. And unfortunately, a lot of these new groups, they just, they don't have that respect. They, Like I said, they, I think a lot of them, they want that following on both YouTube, Instagram, and Tickety Talk. I, I think part of it, too, is they have, they don't have the understanding of yep. what they're actually doing. That's true. This is how I saw it done. And, you know, he's got all this money and all these followers and blah, blah, blah. And they think that's the way to do it, and they think that's the way he got there. 
No, he didn't get there by being an asshole. He got there by being very savvy in marketing, production, and everything else. Yeah, true. But I don't even I don't even think some of the the newer teams that you're seeing out there I don't think they're touchable. No, I see comments. What the hell? Uh, don't worry, I've been I've been looking and answering comments since I've been on here. Yes, can. Yeah, I mean, and you know, Kimberly made the, the perfect statement. He's an entertainer and knew how to market that. Yep. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. Like I said, I, I think he's a genius because he understood marketing. He understood production. You know who owns my Tupelo? Zach Baggins. Who produces Ghost Adventures and all those other shows? Zach Baggins and his production company. See, years ago I had a podcast and I got to speak with uh, Brad and Barry Kling. Um, some of you, the older ones, <coughs> all of you, they understand who they were. They ran uh, Ghost Lab. When I interviewed them, I asked them, you know, when's your new season coming out? And their answer was, it's not. Uh, what? He's like, no, we didn't sign a new contract. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. you got one of the best shows on the air. And he goes, yeah, but the problem was they put our integrity on the line. If we had a low-activity location, they would use a small piece of B-roll from another location and say it occurred here, and we didn't want that, and we wouldn't accept that. And we told them we want artist interaction in the production. And when they refused that, we threw the keys to the ghost lab on the desk and told them the trailer's yours. We're not signing again. We're done. Yeah. It's all oh, yeah. about integrity. Not a damn one of you has anything. Not a damn one of us has anything to offer in this field except integrity. And if I can't offer up my integrity and it be worth everything I own, then I am worthless. Yeah. I base – I've said this a thousand times. The one thing that my father gave to me that means the most to me in this entire world is my last name. And at the end of my life cycle, when I am done and they shove my ass into the incinerator, I want my children to be proud to say, that's my dad. And a lot of these people don't understand when you bullshit, when you fake evidence, when you over-exaggerate things, when you act like a damn fool, you're taking away your own integrity and you're selling your integrity for likes. And likes don't equal money, not in the exactly. value of your own integrity. True. A lot of people don't have that today. No. Unfortunately. Okay, change of subject. What do y'all think about the SLS? All right, I saw the eye roll, John. I make them. I put them together. No, the ones that you can get for the phones, I don't buy one bit. No. The, the ones that I have, um, I mean, I've got one of the original ones from um, Dave Chappell from Digital Dowsing. 
And that thing is just great. I, I like it. It has potential. But the ones that you get for the iPhones and stuff, no. I, I've got an SLS, and I've gotten where I really don't, unless I'm have it facing somewhere that is a flat surface with flat paint, I don't really trust it because you get way too many false positives. I concur. Um, in principle and in theory, it comes, it's wonderful. Oh, go ahead. I mean, it comes back down to knowing your equipment. You know, a lot of people will just buy these equipment and just go out and use them and not really experiment with them beforehand to get a good grasp of what they're what the SLS is actually doing. There's no research behind it. It's just a quick buy and let's go out and look for ghosts. Well, every damn piece of equipment in my case was a quick buy and out the door to go play with it and see what it does. Mm-hmm. And that's how we learn. And the difference, though, is I don't claim every stick figure is a spirit walking through the room. Um, I don't claim every REM pod hit is a spirit walking over to the antenna going, touch here, touch here, oh, look, look. But, again, it goes back to experience and integrity. It, um, this whole field, it, it, and I mean, I realize I'm, I'm beating a dead horse. But there's so many assholes out here that don't understand exactly what they're doing, and they don't understand what they're doing to to the field in general that need a good yeah. drop kick to the Adam's apple. Yeah. yeah. But you're not beating a dead There's a lot of new people on um, that are just now getting started in some stuff, so you're really not, you know, beating a dead that. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, look, I, my Facebook is open. I'm, I'm fully public. If you've got a new team or you want to start a new team, hell, I'll work with you. I'll, I'll mentor you. I've mentored dozens. And I know the three people that I'm staring at on this screen right now on, on StreamYard will work with you as well. If you have yeah. the right heart, the right mentality, and are honest about what you want to do, they'll work with you. And don't just latch on to, you know, Joe Bob because he does events or because he investigates this location or that location because he might be just as slimy as the grease that you scrape under the skillet. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of that too, Um, um, quite a bit. Yeah, we won't mention any names. No, we won't. <laughs> nope. Just, yeah, just make sure that if you're getting into this field new, if you never listen to anything else I have to say, take one piece of advice from me. Hold your own integrity to a higher standard than anything else because that's all you have in this field. You can't walk in. Yep. You can't walk into a location and go, 
here's my resume. Because all yeah. your resume is going to say is I've investigated here, 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 and here. There's no way to quantify what you did there. You investigated it there. Big damn deal. But if you can walk yeah. into a location and you can tell them, okay, well, I've investigated here and I have the backing of this person, this person, this location, this location, this location, that weighs more than, you know, four gig hard drive of evidence that you've collected over the years. That evidence doesn't mean shit if you have no integrity and nobody trusts that what you're saying is evidence is evidence. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Now, on a different note, um, since we're talking about new investigators and, and things like that, if you're leading public groups, make sure that your public and your guests understand noises and um, audio and the capabilities of your recorders. And I'm going to pick on uh, Twisted a little bit here. Tana, and, and I am, I'm so sorry, Missy, but I've got to call you out. There might have been a little squeaker that was pushed out, and nobody claimed it. So when the audio was reviewed, they go, can you push your name? And you hear, huh? I got a Bert. His name's Bert. Who the hell is Bert? Well, that wasn't Bert. That, that might have been me. <laughs> I swear to God, it's a true story. I swear to God, that's the bad part. Hi, Tracy Ann. Love you, sis. But make sure that your guests understand the significance of noises that the body will make and to claim it. So when you do review, you don't have that confusion. Yep, that's very true. That's why in everyone, in most of my recordings in my body cam, you'll hear, that's my stomach. That's my stomach. That's my stomach. That's my stomach every five, like, five minutes. I'm glad yeah. you said that, not me. Being honest. I'm right with you, David. I wouldn't have. Uh, I'm not running out in front of that bus for her to run me over with it. <laughs> See, Tracy says she claims fart. Claim it. Claim your farts. That's your, yeah, you, that's your. You have to. It's uh, it's just vital. You know, there's so many. You know what, David? I think for um, book number two, we need to have a finesse guide in there. The, the pocket guide to investigating. If you fart, call it. If you burp, call it. If your body sounds like Orville Redenbacher, Snap, Crackle, and Pop, Rice Krispies, call it. That would be uh, me. Not just, yeah, God, I sound like I, uh, I don't know. Write that down for Katrina. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I twist and turn, and my God, I, I sound like, uh, I don't even know. I sound like a bulldozer running through the forest, crunching and breaking. And no change in your pocket. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. 
Yeah, and if you wear your keys on a carabiner in your pocket, stop it. There's nothing worse than than hearing keys jingling all the way through an investigation. Yeah, and change. Wear soft-soled shoes. Yes. Soft-soled shoes, that's that's a big one there. Yeah. Yeah, At a hill. You know, we're all taking notes for um, introductory part two, David. <laughs> yep, yeah, earrings but, too. She's right. Yep, you got to watch some earrings. Yeah, I mean, there's so yeah. many things. Yeah, so you know, those little finesse points that new no investigators flip. don't think about. Yeah. That's why for the longest time I, I I always wear these silver bangles, but when I investigate, I really don't wear them because they jingle a lot. You know, they clank together. And I don't want somebody to mistake that on an EP of hearing something when it's my bangle. Yeah. Oh, my God. Was that change rattling? No, yeah. Just you know. his head moving. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> Asshole. I can't be fired. Slaves have to be sold. Yeah, I know. Damn it. <laughs> uh, now, now, question for you, John. Between, now you came here from Illinois or Indiana? Minnesota. Minnesota, that's right. Minnesota. I know it was Midwest. I just couldn't remember. What's the biggest difference you see here versus there? What I see here is a lot of clicks. Where back in back in Minnesota, everyone, at least that I dealt with in Midwest, would help every other group and communicate. Here, I reach out to a lot of the paranormal groups. They wouldn't respond back. You know, it's it's kind of like the, we're in Virginia, this is my territory, and I'm not going to talk to you. And yeah. if you want to investigate my my area, you know, you've got to get my permission because this is my sandbox. I mean, that's, that's that and also a lot of these paranormal boards. Which is making it harder for, at least in my opinion, for someone like me to actually want to investigate. You know, I I don't think I need to have another paranormal group, and I'm not going to mention any locations here in in the Tidewater area, like Bacon's Castle. Um, where no, I mean they have a, a a group there, which is fine, and I'm fine with paranormal groups, but. You cannot post any of your evidence without their approval. It's like, okay, what right do you have to tell me I can't share what I found if you don't agree what I found? And yeah. I'm, I'm finding that almost the case now, at least here in Virginia. Is it the location that says you can't post, or is it the other group? It's the other group. The other group has a relationship with Bacon's Castle. Right. So, you know, it's like, well, 
why even waste my time? Yeah, and you know, I've got a team member that is a descendant of a resident at Bacon's Castle. And we can't even get in there. Like this is a descendant of a resident there. Yeah. And so you know, well, we work with this team. I mean, I get I mean, it. That's, that's a locational big... choice. That's a location yeah. choice. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's one of the biggest things I've noticed here in Virginia is nobody wants to, to work with each other. Nobody yeah. wants to share. No one wants to help. Where back in Minnesota, if I couldn't do a case, I would pass it on to Twin Cities Paranormal and say, hey, I can't get to this case. Can you take it over? Or, you know, I need extra bodies. Who from another paranormal group can come out and give me a hand? And we would do that back and forth and share our techniques, share our evidence, because maybe they're going to follow us from another investigation and do that spot. You know, here in Virginia, I just, I don't see that happening, which is sad. Well, you do have some that will do that. I know VPOR, if I called David up and said, hey, David, I need some help. Yep. Uh, If I called you up, I know you're going to be there. Uh, Of course, Jerry is original, originally a crop member, but you know she actually asked me, "Do you have an objection if I work with VPOR?" And I said, "No objection whatsoever." Yeah. Um, And I've got three other teams right off the top of my head I can think of, and I'm going to go ahead and throw their names out there. Twisted Paranormal in a heartbeat. If I call them, I go, "Hey, I need extra hands." Pandora's peregrination, it's Chris and Melissa in there. It's been wonderful. I know if I call on them, they're going to step up. If I call on FPRI, Fredericksburg Paranormal, they're going to step up. So there are a bunch of teams that will work with others with no hardships, and, you know, it's not a pissing contest. But you also have, like you said, there are a bunch of teams that are like, oh, no, we don't work with anybody because it might take the spotlight from us or some shit. Well, again, it it comes down to perception. I mean, like you're talking about the group uh, out in Fredericksburg. You know, I contacted them when I first came to Minnesota, said, hey, you know, this is what I do. This is what I did back in Minnesota. Nothing. And I did that to a couple of groups. And it's like, okay, well, that's the possession that I now have of a lot of the paranormal groups in the state of Virginia. Yeah. What do you think of Commonwealth researchers? But, you know, these other groups like Twisted, you know, I reach out to them and it's like, F you. It's like, okay, well, whatever. Hi, John. Did you reach out to Crop? How'd it go for us? <laughs> nope. Is Sullivan listening? Yep. Oh, yes, hey John. John Sullivan. Why am I? Why am I not getting this shit? Well, I can see the comments that I'm looking, at and I have to um, yeah. on comments in two different places, so I can comment on the comments. See, I can't see most of this shit. Well, there. I don't know exactly what I'm watching on my damn screen. See, this is what I'm looking at. You tell me, I'm probably looking at the wrong shit. I don't know. 
Yeah, no, I don't think you are, but some comments I'm have come back in and go back out and come back in to to get it. So Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean so there's a lot of teams that I know during the pandemic anyway, my team wasn't doing shit. And we're still not recovered from that truthfully. Um I know Sullivan was having some major issues at one point with team members that were backstabbers and other bullshit that was going on. So he wouldn't even hardly talk to me, uh, fortunately. And, and thankfully, he's gotten things back under control and he's gotten rid of the uh, shitbags in the woodpile, so to speak. And he's back on on game. But I don't know. There's There's so many of them, like you said, that just... They'll wave you off and, and you know blow you off in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you. I, I think it's wrong. I, I don't think I don't think a location should be bound to one team. I don't think one team should claim quote unquote ownership of a location. You know, I mean my my team is based out of the cabin on 360, but I've got two different groups there this weekend. Why? Because it's a location. It's got paranormal activity. And all those different energies, I want them to be able to draw that different activity so I can look at what else is there that I haven't seen, encountered, or yep. recorded. And oh, sorry. Go ahead, David. I, I, I don't claim, well, let's see how to put this. With the manor house, yeah, I'm based out of the manor house, but I don't claim it as mine solely. Yeah, I'm there. If, if another team wants to investigate, I'll be there just because that team's under my insurance. Yep. But whoever wants to go there, they're ready to go there and they can post whatever they want, whatever they're picture, video, audio, if they get yeah. something, they're welcome to post it. But I, I I don't ownership of that of that location. It's not my yeah. location, no. obviously. I mean, I totally get it. Like I, like I said, I'm going to use Bacon Castle as an example again. I get it that they need to have someone there who's experienced in the paranormal to make sure people aren't doing shenanigans and everything like that. But to come out and say, well, you can't share your evidence is, to me, it's ethically wrong. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and how can they stop you from showing your evidence? Um, you actually have to sign a document. If you, When you rent out Bacon's Castle, and this is from what I was told with a group that went in there, they had to sign a, uh, some paperwork saying that they would not release any of their evidence until they got permission from Bacon's Castle and this paranormal group. Because I, I investigated there about seven, eight years ago, I think. It must have been before whatever group is claiming that place now. I, I never signed anything. I yeah. posted whatever I got. Yeah, apparently um, when I went there um, with some of my other friends, um, they were the first group to go in 
to do an investigation after Ghost Hunters went there to film. So it might be a new team that's, that's there now that's doing this, but, you know, again, that, that kind of put a really sour taste in my mouth. It's like, you know, is this the norm here for Virginia? It, it's not the norm. Yeah. Um, that, that stamp of quote unquote ownership on a location sadly does seem to be the norm. Um, and I can tell you why. We have an abundance of teams. And a perfect example is Henrikus Historical Park. My team started doing public investigations there, fundraisers for the park. Anytime my team does a fundraiser, we don't keep a penny. It all goes to the location. And now all of a sudden we haven't been there in three years because we can't get a damn date available because everybody else started going there and they want to do fundraisers for it and they want to do events there and all this other investigations and everything else. So I kind of understand folks going, oh, no, 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 don't let anybody in but us. I kind of understand it, but at the same time, when I started investigating there, I told them two things. One, I want to put you on the paranormal map. Two, I want to help you make money, and I want to get teams in here that give you money. I did what I set out to do. So am I upset that I haven't been able to get back to Enrique's Park for a couple of years and do an investigation and do an event? Yeah, because it's a wonderful location. But at the same time, they're getting help from so many others. So then we moved to Pamplin Historical Park. Pamplin is a wonderful location. It's chock full of activity. Nobody can get in there right now to investigate because COVID screwed their finances so bad they went from 19 staff to nine, and they don't have anybody available to stay for the late nights without giving up their daytime. So they're kind of screwed, and they just had their episode aired, what, last week, week before last? Um, yeah. From Portals to Hell, and my phone and messenger and everything blew up with teams that want to get in there, and I'm like, you just have to reach out to them and try to get a date. And even I, having done four public now, I think, and handing them close to $8,000 or more, even I can't get a date available until the fall because weddings and everything else and short staff. So a lot of issues are still COVID-related even this far into the pandemic. As far as not being able to post evidence, that's bullshit. Yeah, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, Virginia is a wonderful place, but we've got way too many teams. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Yeah. And yep, yep, we got about four minutes left, y'all. And it, it's not to say that it's bad that we have so many teams, but we have so many teams that want to do all of these events and they're so worried about getting their name out there and they're so worried about this, that, and the other. Exactly. But how many of them will take a phone call at 3 in the morning from Mrs. Smith because shit's banging around in her house? 
Yeah. My phone rings at 3 in the morning. I guarantee you I'm up and out the door by 3.15 if I can get there. And yeah. I'm going to help her and her family because yeah. that's what I got in this for. And and that's what I used to do back in back in Minnesota. I mean, there's times where I would drive from the Twin Cities up to Duluth or up to the Boundary Waters, which is six hours drive, at a drop of a hat. And again, here in Hampton Roads, and it, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not seeing any of that commitment to anybody. You know, what what I see online again, this is kind of jaded. Is I always see postings about. Here's an event over at the Battleship in Wisconsin, or here's another event, you know, pay to play with a group of people. And it's just a perception from, from someone from the Midwest that it's like, where's the, where, where's, where's the actual investigation? It looks like, you know, you're just doing a, you know, a haunted ride at Disneyland. Yeah. And, <laughs> And some and some of these places I would love to check out, but when I see that you know they're selling tickets and there's like twenty, thirty, forty people there, as an investigator researcher, I'm not going to waste my time because you can't investigate right. stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. That's true. And then I look at those type of people as not investigators, but just para entertainers. The thrill seekers. Yeah. Yep. Got about two minutes. Sorry, I got to keep. I'm sorry. Gonna hurt my feelings. Sorry. Well, I want to thank you guys for bringing me on. I know the paranormal roundtable is y'all's thing, and I want to thank you so much, John and Dave, and um, whatever the blonde woman's name is. <laughs> Crazy lady, thanks for having me as a guest. I, I have Tom, we appreciate you coming on. Join us anytime, please. Anytime, come on, definitely. Don't, don't hesitate, man. Hit me up. Come up to the cabin. We'll hang out, even if it's just for fun on a weeknight. David, same to you, man. Definitely. Yeah, Jerry, I guess you can come too. <laughs> but. I'm going to throw my shameless plugs. I'm Dennis S. Block. Find me on Facebook, Commonwealth Researchers of the Paranormal, Cabin on 360. Hook us up. Y'all have a blessed week. You oh, thank, thank you. Thank you, Well, I appreciate everybody coming on to um, Live Time with Jerry this week and Blog Talk Radio. Next week we have Teresa Sayers. No telling what's going to happen on our show with Teresa Sayers. She's a oh, psychic medium out of New Jersey. Uh, that'll be very interesting. Um, huh? Yeah, you should be afraid now. You don't know what you're. You don't know what you got yourself into when you decided to co-host. <laughs> Melissa said it was her first time, and she. Um, left with three scratches down the back of her leg. I think that was at the cabin on 360. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to get off the air with Ryan real quick because i got to co-host his show. So let me end, end blog talk. Thanks for everybody tuning in. Let me do that real quick. I don't want to mess this up.
Hello, all you freaks out there, and welcome to the 5th of July special. I'm sure I haven't – actually, I don't even know if I've done a 5th of July special yet. So this is the day after the, um, the game and talk. Take a sip of my Mountain Dew here. There we go, live on Freaking Awesome Paranormal Show page. Here we go. All right. We're back. Now, welcome to the 5th of July special, the post-4th of July celebration. Hope everyone had a good holiday. Enjoyed the fireworks. Had had some good barbecues, whatever, you know, you guys did for 4th of July. Hope you had a great one. I was working at Pizza Hut last night, and we only had two drivers for July. So needless to say, we were pretty freaking busy last night, so, but it made some good money, so there's a silver lining there, got my Mountain Dew here, taking a squeeze of that, yeah, so, welcome to the Freaking Awesome Paranormal Show, tonight I have got two guests, one guest co-host, Jerry Pritchard-Reyes, who was kind enough to join us tonight. Uh, after she just hosted, hosted her paranormal roundtable, uh, Dennis Eslock, John Savage, and um, God, you know what? <laughs> he was just on there. Totally, totally forgot his name. She's gonna kill me. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll bring her on. And uh, David, David, yeah. Tell you what, I have. I've not gotten much sleep lately. Um. Like the other night, I woke up like at 3.50, and I could not go back to sleep. And then I had to wake up early uh, this morning to pick up my daughter from her dad. At the, well, I guess and technically Angie's daughter, but I was going to pick her up from the hospital where her dad works at like 6.50 this morning. So I get up like at 6 o'clock after I've been working until like, uh, like 10, you know, get home. I think it's sleep till like maybe midnight. Woke up at six, and then was on my way out to pick her up, and uh, she wasn't feeling good. So that, that ended up not working out. But uh, I said she's nice enough to uh, David Flowers. That's who it was. I could not. I, think, I was thinking David Roundtree for some reason. And there's a guy named David Roundtree that I know. But I was like, that's not the right name. Why am I thinking David Roundtree? David Flowers. Yeah, that's who it was. Um, but I get digressed. So I'm here. I'm drinking my Mountain Dew. Ready to talk to Jade Eleanor. But first, we have the uh, co-host with the most coming on here with me right now. Hello. Jerry, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had a total brain fart there. Like, it's David something. <laughs> You can't see me, but I can see you. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did the doing the audio, uh, doing the audio, just the audio part. I'll keep the uh, do the live stream on the freaking awesome page. David Flowers, thank you, Shayla. Yeah, I didn't even have the chat on, but yeah. All right. Well, at least at least you guys knew what the guy's name was or is. How was the uh, roundtable? Roundtable was really good. I was I was really happy with the talk and the turnout of that. 
It was really cool. It seems like something you should probably do for like more than an hour, though. Yeah, sometimes I wish it was because we were getting on some very interesting topics, and I had to, I cut it. I had to cut it loose, <laughs> but it's all good. Well, it'll like be, those, it'll those, be. It's, go ahead. Like this, like those chats we have with Holly. You know. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah, it'll be saved for the next roundtable when we our roundtable discussions are always the first Tuesday of every month. But this one was really, really good. I, I if you didn't get a chance to watch it, just watch it because it it entailed you know new investigators, new teams, and I, it was just really, really cool. I really enjoyed that one. Not that I haven't enjoyed the others in the past. Don't get me wrong. No, I understand. You know. Each each one has its own um, unique qualities about it, you know. You know, when you yeah. have Dennis on, conversation is very enlightening. Yeah, he comes on the so definitely always entertaining. That's pop. It's always entertaining. That's for sure. When yeah, Dennis comes definitely. On. Oh yeah. So no tonight doubt. we are we are chatting with Jade. Eleanor. I think that's how you say her last name. Well, if you didn't say it right, she'll tell you. She'll probably tell me. Mm-hmm. She'll piss off me for saying her name wrong. Yeah, she'll correct you. Feel like you mis- yeah. mispronounced my name. Seriously. <laughs> but she's all the way from Buffalo, New York. I've not talked to anybody from Buffalo, New York, on this show. So I'm super nice. excited to chat with her tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and let's go ahead and put her on the show. What do you think? Yeah, go for it. I'm trying to put your live on my wall. Perfect. Awesome sauce. Let's do this. Yep. Boom. We're live. What is up? Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear yep. you fine. Can you hear us? Hello. So it's Jade Eleanor. <laughs> Eleanor. That was my great grandmother's last name. It's German. I'm, yeah. I'm like announcing the O in there. So I'm like Eleanor. Eleanor. Perfect. Well, you guys need to come Eleanor. to um, Buffalo then. You need oh, to come man. here. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people come here. I'll tell you. It's pretty miserable there. <laughs> True. True. Yeah, I feel buried in the wintertime. We just stay inside pretty much, especially with, like, oh, yeah. stuff. I'm sure. Let's see. Oh, I'm trying to – I apologize. I'm trying to share this to – I don't even know if you can see it on my wall or not. That's what I was trying to do. It's saying that you can, so I'm reaching out to people to see if they can see it. So bear with me, but y'all go ahead while I fix this. Definitely. What's the weather like in Buffalo this time of year? Um, I mean, we're usually, like, I have, like, three little kids, so we're just, like, staying close to home and just, like, playing outside a lot, and mm-hmm. we have, like, little pools, so I don't know, but I'm just glad it's not freezing. And, yeah, uh, yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have a break. I'm a summer girl. The- I like summertime. Better. Is it really humid up there? Is it humid? Did you say? 
you have to get yeah. some up there. Oh, um, I guess. <laughs> so bad down here. It's like you feel like you're walking through the air, like the air is full of soup, and you're just walking through it every time you go outside. So like, you feel like air you conditioning shower. is your best friend. It, you know. Yeah. I cannot imagine what it was like living in like the 1800s, and especially for, like the deep south where it's just completely terribly humid. Again, I'm so glad. Yeah, no. Well, I'm actually um, Canadian, so I'm used to really cold. But Buffalo is, like, good, though, because it's not, like, I don't know. It doesn't get, like, too hot. I'm, like, I don't know. I'm just used to the cold, I guess. (laughs) So, I don't know. We don't have, like, stuff like earthquakes and stuff like that. So, I'm just, like, and we don't have really big spiders. So, that's good. Oh, well, that's that's a good (laughs) So you yeah, definitely. We have we can't have spiders. We can have oh, goats well. though, but we can't have oh, spiders. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'll bet I'll bet Buffalo is pretty active. So I have um, had the most spooky day today. Okay. Oh, like I I'm ashamed to admit that I do not know what the phase of the moon is at the moment, but I've had a really bizarre day. I've had just like yeah, a lot of like um. Just, like, some days, like, my um, grandma who raised me, she, like, passed away in 2016. And, like, since then, like, there are some days more that I can feel her than others. And I feel like whenever I'm about to, like, do something where I'm using my gifts, I feel like she's always present. So, like, I felt her presence with me all day, like, watching the kids, like, making food, like, just going about my day. It's just been really weird and, like, a lot of weird stuff going on. So, <laughs> That's a good thing, well, though. I like spooky, but I'm just saying, like, I, I, I don't know. Just in a spooky day. That's all. <laughs> Sometimes well, you gotta... With them opening up the portal, I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> I can't close it if I wanted to. Well, I try. I don't think I don't any know. of us can. Our, I don't think our, loved ones are our, our loved ones, like, when they want to contact us they're just gonna in any way they want to if they have something yeah. to say i feel like well yeah. i know that they've been mentioned opening up the start of portal so people are supposed to be getting um supposedly more paranormal activity going on more you know psychic oh. stuff going on so that's what i meant the start of portal something that none of us can close <laughs> yeah, yeah we have a choice in the no yeah, we don't unfortunately we don't yeah. So how you did know. you uh, how did you get started? Like what when you were how did you begin your journey into the paranormal? I'll just start that by saying I am my grandmother's daughter, and everything I learned and tapped into was because of her. She, like you know how there's like a generational way to psychic abilities. You know how it skips like a generation. Well, that yeah, yeah. happened with me, me, me and my grandmother. She ended up raising me, and um, she just always, like, encouraged everything that I told her. And she, when she got really old, she told me, you know, I used to have gifts like uh, premonitions when I dreamt to the point where she would, like, dream about a, a um, co-worker um, who wanted to commit suicide, and she felt so strongly about it that she 
she stopped that person from doing that. And she was like open with me, with me about that stuff, but I always had questions too. So outside of her, like, like I was not raised any type of religion. If anything, I was raised like atheist pretty much, but I always had questions as a kid. I just, I always knew that there was more out there. And I think when I was 16, I like went through a lot of things and then I, dabbled with Christianity and I became Christian and um, then I moved to the United States from Canada and but even though I became a Christian I knew that I could still do things like see spirits and I knew that people from the other side were trying to contact me and I knew that I had a gift but that got delayed for a long time I dealt with like a lot of trauma in my life. So that took a big part of me um, growing spiritually in the way that I've wanted to. But um, so I think I went to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania in 2009, I think, and my, and my grandparents took me. And I think that was the first experience where I was like, whoa, like I can really feel the, the energy of these spirits here on this battleground and that, that that like changed me profoundly but even after that you know but I I still like always always been a Christian like I use like Jesus like keeps me and my family safe well I'll just say that mm-hmm. but I'm still a medium you know what I mean yeah yeah so anyways I've just dabbled in a lot that's the thing that's made my like um soul most content but i i still know that god has a plan for me i have work to do here um i've been going to the hinsdale house here which i'm sure you know of oh yeah um i first went there in 2008 and i've been going ever since and what's crazy is i had like an attachment there for like 10 years and then the new owner daniel class he bought it and then after years of not going there, I ended up going back. And after my grandmother passed away, I, like, just started – I was, like, super open to everything. So when I went back to the house, I, like, found closure and peace in work. Like, what I do – what I do as a medium – I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot. What I do as a medium, what is my passion is – being someone who's been through a lot of trauma in, in her life, what I do specifically when I go to these places is I help souls that have been through trauma to come to grips with it and hopefully cross over. And that brings me peace. And that's my, um, I don't know, that's, that's my motive for going to these places. It's not just, I just want to see ghosts. I, I do it for, all the right reasons, I think. <laughs> but there are scary things out there. I've seen a lot of scary stuff, and like in some of these places, like the Hensdale House is super haunted, and um, it's not a joke. But I take it very seriously, and I really appreciate ha- you guys having me on your show because this stuff means a lot to me. Yep. It's nice when you have people that share those passions. Well, no, you're the guest on the show, so. You can talk as much as you want to. It's it's our show, but you're the guest, and, you know, it's, it's nice to have people that have that for a passion and not just um, doing it just to be doing it. That's how I feel about Reiki, you know, and when I do readings with that and, you know, go different places. It's a passion for me. It's my calling. 
It's not something that, oh, well, let me make a quick buck. I don't, it's not like that for me. Unfortunately, I see a lot of people out there where it is that for them, but that's not for me. So, yeah, there are a lot of people go out there. You can go out and do it for the for the wrong reason. When you yeah. um, when you said the first time you started feeling things, like really started feeling things, were when you when you went to Gettysburg. Did you? Yeah. Did you feel anything before then, or you just didn't pay attention to it? Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, here's the thing that I've waited to like tell you guys because I feel like a lot of like everybody is judgmental about this, but I'm actually I specialize in using Ouija boards. I've done almost a thousand of them, and that's like a big part of my reading. After my grandma passed away, it was like a phone to the other side for me, and it just worked and I latched onto it, and I know how to use them. I know how to use them safe. I know how to close them. And people would judge me for that, but that's the that's the thing. That's okay. You should judge me, and you know what? If you don't know how to use them properly, then don't do them at all. You know what I mean? Right. Don't. Finally, somebody that specializes in Ouija boards. Yay! It's a tool. <laughs> it's oh, a yeah. tool. I have one that I've been for a long time. <laughs> So it's it's nice to find somebody that um that that specializes in that because not recommended um, for everyone at all. No, it's not. You know, some things what works for some people works for them. I use dowsing rods. I use pendulums. Those work mm-hmm. for me. Have mm-hmm. I have I have I thought about getting a Ouija board? I have. I have really thought about getting one custom made just for me. Brand new. <laughs> just for me. Start. Start brand you know, new. Just for me. There's there's people that custom make them. Um, but, but when you say those, but when you say those words, unfortunately, I got voodoo dolls in my house. I have two of them. Does that you know? Mm-hmm. That my voodoo dolls custom made. It works for me. You know, it's people think I'm sitting I've here with needles. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well then, you got to hook up with Kimberly because Kimberly Kimberly Ashbury Moxley makes the best. Voodoo dolls to me. I just I I love my doll. I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, so that's really cool that you've mentioned a Ouija boards because so many people cringe when they hear that, and I don't. I you know not recommended they, for they, everyone at all. It's not, but it has been given. They've been given a bad rap, and they're not. Yeah. They're not. If you if you look at the true history, I think Kimberly. Yeah, I think Kimberly had posted some. Not just know how to use it, but know how to protect yourself. Yeah, yeah. And the people around you. Right. It's just like any other tool. Yeah, it's like any other tool. But but that one, you better know what you're doing with it. You better know how to how to use it properly. And you know. I think it's always intentions that you put in stuff. I have certain intentions set to my voodoo doll, Absolutely. you know, and it, it works the same with the Ouija boards. And, you know, there's a lady that can do a jar session with, you know, using a jar when she wants to communicate with spirits. That's not my thing, but I know somebody that can do that and she does it very well. Everyone's got their gifts, right? Yeah, Specific. they do. And that's what makes, that's what makes everybody so unique. Because if we all did the same freaking thing, then the world would be a boring place. I think That's at this point, right, it's like committed to doing the research, right? Yeah. 
I don't know. Just make yeah. everything else better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How did you determine like that the Ouija board was the best tool for for you? Right. Wow. I was not expecting this question. Um, well, like I said, um, I had a bad childhood, so my grandma brought me to the United States from Canada, and she raised me, and she's the only person on this planet who showed me unconditional love, and I really believe that she was my soulmate. She was amazing. Her and I were so close. She loved me so mm-hmm. much, and in 2016, a few months after I got married, she passed away. And right after that, I did have, like, a breakdown. Like, I wanted her here. I just couldn't even handle, like, the the two things in the world that scared me the most was losing one of my children or my grandmother. And, like, it happened. And, like, I've done, I've, I've done a ton of Ouija boards before, but up until that point, not by myself. I've always done them with, like, someone else. Right after, after she passed away, I went to her home and I did a Ouija board in her kitchen and I spoke to her and I spoke to my grandfather and I spoke to a friend who had committed suicide in 2009. And after that point, the Ouija board was like a phone for me to the other side. But this is the thing. My grandmother came through and said, I don't want you to only play the Ouija board to talk to me. She said, you can talk to me in a lot of other ways. And that has been the main thing I've learned. There's a lot of other ways that I, I'm, yeah, I sense her around all the time now, especially with my children, just watching them grow up. I feel around all the time. Right. But when it comes to the mediumship part of it and going to these haunted places, um, yeah, the Ouija board just makes it easier for me to do the work I do, do it, and get out <laughs> safely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. Well, like you said, everybody has their own gifts, so, or what they're going to use, preferences. I know a couple people that take Ouija boards on um, investigations. You know, they do their thing, Mm -hmm. and nothing wrong with that. I actually go to the Hinsdale house by myself. I know that sounds absolutely crazy, but that just has worked for me. I'm going there on my birthday, actually, in seven days on the 12th with two other people, and... They're both on the same page as me, and we're going to do an overnight investigation for my 32nd birthday. I'm really excited to say that. Thank you. I, I usually go by myself, though, and like I said, I help spirits cross over. That is what brings my soul closure and what I feel like I am here to do, I guess, besides being mm-hmm. a mom, of course. All right. Do you, do you- you have a lot of do you help with a lot of like private cases? Do other people like do you ever um, go to home and help if they have a problem? Do you help out that way? Not yet, but I have been thinking of a lot of ways to like branch out because, like you said, like I feel like a lot of need, uh, people need help. A lot of people need help. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think I need some more sage. <laughs> Well, you definitely want to make sure you you're comfortable with it as well. If you you know, if you want to get into that kind of stuff. Well, I just I like prepare for everything a lot, so mm-hmm. I have to be totally ready before. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. 
Have Have you guys been to the Hemphill House? I haven't. Oh, I just heard you both at the same time. <laughs> I have not. I am. Ryan. Ryan. It sounded like you said. He- <laughs> I am here. I am at the healthcare center, so I had to open open the door for uh, oh. a camera bed. So oh, I've been in the house. So, uh, when, like back in. Sorry, guys. Uh, it's getting dark here. I got to turn the light on. We're back in like Can you guys still hear me? Yeah, I hear you. My dog's barking in the background. Sorry, guys. Shut okay. the door. It's all good. Yeah, I went. I went. God, maybe 2015. I think I was out there. Maybe 2000. Yeah, 2015. It was pretty. And what you think? Ago. It was. It was and fine. What'd you think? I mean, I was. Did it you was, stay it overnight? Was, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I went. Uh, I went there with a friend of mine. Cool. We're like, oh, are you there? Yep. Yeah. All right. So I went there with. <laughs> Sorry. You good. But yeah, we went. I was only there for like one night, so we didn't have really have much happen. But um, we did. Um, the girl I was with, she, you know, one of the girls who gets haunts the place. She really liked the smell of Vicks vapor rub, and uh, so we put we put a jar of it into into a room, and uh, we went into back in there the next day. There was a fingerprint, like someone had touched the Vicks vapor rub, and we just pretty much left it, opened it up, and left. We didn't wow. touch it at all. Yeah, so we got when we went back, there was like a an indentation. On top of the Vicks, like someone had, uh, had put their finger in it. So that's the uh, that's the most exciting thing that happened to us on, on that particular night. But you know, that's still pretty cool. You sound like just like I do because I always have like trigger objects on me. Like I have like a special like thing for it. Like it works. When, yeah. When you go when you go to these places, these these spirits will be attracted to certain things. You need to bring certain things with you, definitely. Yeah. That's part of our tour is our trigger tours. We have quite a bit of them. Mhm. Yeah. Same. Why not? You know, it's a, if it's going to work, you know, if, if you know a spirit likes something, you bring it. He's more likely to interact uh, interact with you. You know. Yeah. Definitely. So what's your uh what's the best piece of evidence you've caught out at the Hinsdale house? Wow, you guys asked really profound questions. Holy. Um all right, well I mean I wanna be honest, so I'm just I'm just gonna like try to sum it up, I guess. Um there's one spirit there who I won't name who has literally been in my dreams for like 10 plus years. And um, the further I got along in my mediumship journey, the more and the more I researched, the more I found out and the more I was compelled to go there and do and help somebody, I guess. And um, 
use my gift. So I finally went along with that. And it it took that long plus more. It took several trips there. It wasn't easy. I had to do research and research and research and look more history. And it, in short, um, I guess a prediction that I have had on the place that there's a lot of spirits there who have been through a lot of trauma. Um, they need help crossing over. And I I guess my best piece of evidence there is having had experienced that girl who I was talking about for 10 years in my dreams cross over. I think that was probably the most profound thing. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. <laughs> so, because for, you, for for someone like me who's been through trauma in her life, to have that feeling is just like, I don't know. It's just really cool. Sorry. What were you going to say? It's fine. Yeah, I would say when you this girl came to you in your dream, was it, you know, how did she I avoided you? it for a long oh, time. Something? I was afraid, honestly. Oh. But once I accepted it, it just became something I had to do. And by the grace of God, I feel like like the owner, Dan, like he has preserved this place for, I guess, people like me who want these profound spiritual experiences to happen there. It just happens so to be there, and I happen to live an hour or so away from it. So I don't know. It Everything is meant to be. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Well, it sounds like you've been called always happen overnight to the Hinsdale house. Like you're meant, like you said, you're meant to be. Like you were being called out there. She was calling you to to her. That's where I <laughs> get the like judgment from other people. Like, oh, you claim to be a Christian, but you're a psychic medium. Like, but that's I don't know. Just like you said, that's how long have you been doing what you've been doing? Oh Lord, 2006 maybe since I was 16 years old and. Um, I started working at Lilydale, New York. My grandparents would drive me there almost every weekend to do workshops with specific psychics. And um, it, it just started there. But like I said, my most profound experience was at Gettysburg. But I've always just built on it, built on it. But I think after my grandma died, it just took on a whole new life. And this is my life. This is just it every right. day. All right. Well, when you get to be like 51 or 52 years old, like I am, and your people still try to throw that up at you, you'll just, you look way you really won't give two fucks about anything. I mean, I'm just, I'm just letting right. you know that people are, people are right. always going to have something to say. They always got Bible verses to send to me in the backgrounds. And right now I'm just, I'm way older than you are. And I, you know, I just, I don't care what people, you know, I got yeah. out of that. You know that you know you you claim to be this, and here let me send you some Bible verses, or you're not a child of God. I get that a lot, you know, and I really don't care. What's well, actually that's funny is I actually have a bachelor's degree in religion. I I went to school for that. I graduated, and this is my life still. I can't just yeah. ignore it. I've, I've this yeah. is my life. Right, right. Can't just cut it off. Tried. No. It didn't work. No. I don't want to either. No. I don't want to. As 
Dennis says everybody has their opinions, and you know what those that that means. <laughs> right. You know. Thank you. So you just do you. You know what you can do. Don't let that don't let them get you down, or you know. No, no, no! You know, I'm not motivated. You're what you're meant to do. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Right. This concludes the freaking awesome pep talks. Pep talks are good. I think we That's all right. need them, right? <laughs> so, uh, every so often. Well, what other, what other, like, what other mm. wait, wait, wait. Like I just want to mention, I just want to mention, I, I think we talked about this. I would really, really love to promote my paranormal team right now if that's okay with you do it because they're the ones who in the past year have just saved my life and like yeah so on facebook there are ghost stories fact and fiction or gs ff and they're my team they are my friends they're my family so if you could support them I would be grateful we do investigations we they're yeah they're awesome how long have they been out do you know well see the thing is I have known them as family for a while but I actually did not know that they were into the paranormal like I am so I I think we've both we've we've all been in it for a long time but we have not been together for it except for this past year but I've known them since nice I moved here. Yeah, it just worked out. How, yeah. long, how long have y'all been a team then? I'm asking those questions for a reason. They, they, they've been a team. Oh, wish, I wish one of them would tell me for how long they've been together. They're the founders of it. But they, but we talked about a year ago, and I joined, and we've done awesome meetings and investigations. and Nice. I don't know where I would be without them right now, honestly. They've made me be my authentic self. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is awesome. Shout out to them. Uh, Thank you, guys. I just joined. I just joined the group, so. Oh, thank you. I'm part of it. Yeah, I'm actually the only. Oh well. Right. Put her team name down in the comments so people will know. Are you able to do that, Ryan? Uh, I'll try to try thank to. You guys. Yeah. But apparently, mm-hmm. Facebook is not going to really do this, so I'm just going to go ahead and add it. Facebook is going to start on Facebook. Facebook is stupid. Don't think yeah, Facebook. Yeah. I love Facebook. Facebook rules. Yeah, ghost stories, fact and fiction. Or GSFF, and they do. I don't have, well, I have an in, inactive, uh, what's it called? TikTok, but they have TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, but Facebook mainly is where I'm at and involved with their page. And we go on investigations, we post all things paranormal. Well, stories, apparently, facts, and fiction. I can't even like. 
comment on it. So I'm just going to go ahead and just stick it on my Facebook page and uh, try, to get, try to get support about you guys. Yeah. So what are what are the what other places do you have to, like up in Buffalo? Like, what is the the premier like haunted locations there? Thank you, Sebastian. Oh, I got awesome. you on that. Yeah, I got awesome. you on that. So, I I actually have a list of the places that I remember that I've been to that are haunted. So, the town of Williamsville, New York Cemetery, Gettysburg, PA. Obviously, I went to an old Buffalo psych ward. In Buffalo, obviously, New York, Mount Hope Cemetery in Rochester, the Hinsdale House, duh, Salem, Massachusetts, mm. Oodleburg Cemetery, went with my team, but I did go there in 2008, but we went there just recently. It's on YouTube, y'all. I went to Whitehaven Cemetery in Grand Island, New York, and the Holiday Inn in 2007, Lilydale, New York, obviously. And a German old orphanage on Dodge Street in Buffalo, New York. That's all I remember. (laughs) Hinsdale times a lot. (laughs) Now, you you have a page, don't you? I do have a uh, personal page. I just made it um, because I... But you had another one. I thought that I... No, nope, just the, um, it's the Jade Eleanor Psychic Medium. Okay. And then okay. my team's page, Ghost Stories, Fact and Fiction. Yeah. All That's right. It. I was trying to remember the early one earlier. So when you, you get your ass on the phone and ask your questions. Sorry? I'm talking, I've got a message coming in from somebody that wants me to ask questions. Okay, cool. I just took my phone off of mute because on my show I have to keep one of my phones on mute so I don't hear shit coming in. Girl, I had to switch from a good phone to, like, a lesser phone because it got broke and, like, I don't even know if, like, it's working and I'm grateful for that, but I think I need a new one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, I can't even work it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mute my phone so I don't, um, you know, when I'm doing my show, that way I don't echo and stuff like that. So I completely cut it on mute. I don't even pay attention to it. Okay. Up until now. So do you have questions from, like, people? Well, I can't. Do you got any questions in your feed? I'm looking on mine. No, I, mean, I, I I'm not. I, I can't see mine. Talking about, well, see, they're saying hi and they're talking about uh, GSFF. Giving shout out yeah. to Ghost yeah, Stories, Facts and Fiction. The best animal team in Buffalo, in Buffalo, New York. Number one in Buffalo. And expanding further, I must say. Yeah. Tell you what, I've never been with Buffalo or Canada. So I've, I've killed two birds <laughs> with one show. So I am I am good. I am awesome. So um, what what do you think is your best piece of paranormal evidence you've ca- you've captured? Like one where it's like, holy crap, this this is awesome. 
that's not like, I guess, like, psych- um, psycho like, you, you mean like, you know, quote uh, unquote scientific evidence? Is that what you mean? Yeah, something that made you say, holy um, shit. Okay. I have a video that I have sent to my team and a couple others. I was in Hinsdale House in the most haunted room, Mary's room, and sorry, there's fireworks just going off in the background. You know how that goes. Was Mary's room the one, like, when you go up the steps, the one on the right of the stairs? The second room on the right, yes. I think that's where we put the, I think that's where we we put the fixed vapor rub, and that's where they put the fingerprint. You know, she, where she no put doubt. the fingerprint. Yeah. There's, okay. There, the, yeah. There's, yeah. So I have the video. I was in the room. I was preparing to do a Ouija board in there, and I was. I set out every one of my trigger objects except one. It was a tiny cross that I got from a church in Hamburg. What was it? Um, I don't remember which church it was, but I got it from the church, and I held it up to the camera. And I went to sit it down on Mary's bed, and I heard a noise like it hit a wall, but it didn't hit the wall. And all of a sudden, it flings my hand the other side of the room. It, like, literally flew out of my hand. It made a noise like it hit something, and it flew out of my hand. I do have a video. I can send it. That's probably... Oh, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Physical evidence, yeah, that's that. But emotional and spiritual evidence was that girl crossing over for me. Now, was the girl inside the house or was she, like, outside? Was it one of the family members or was it someone who was just trapped there? I don't um, (laughs) want to talk about that. Um, well, um, Well, I'll just put it this way. So... There's probably more spirits than anyone will ever know at that house. There's probably like, I don't know. In my in my opinion, I feel like there's more like bodies buried there that haven't been found yet. Like I feel like it's just really deep. So all I'll say is that this girl wanted to cross over, and I did it, and that's it. I don't. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, I guess there's no way to really tell how many spirits are are really in any location. You know, for sure. Well, that place specifically has a long history of, um, mm-hmm. like, like a long history, like 1700s curses placed on the property. I think, personally, a long, long time ago. So, I don't know. I'm really grateful that the owner did what he's done with the house, so that, like I said, people like us can research there, and do what we do there. It's an amazing I mean. place. I mean, it's really pretty. It is. Really dry. It's, uh, it's, uh, oh, it's neat, beautiful it's in the place. summer. Oh, the summertime. Oh. I'm so excited to go for my birthday. We're staying overnight. Oh. I definitely want to go back. I was only there for one night, so it, I didn't really, I think the spirits felt yeah, comfortable. Yeah, staying overnight, with me too. To, yeah, to, to get, like, maybe more activity, you know? Plus, you know, sometimes, you know, if, I think if you go to an, if an investigation expecting activity, you'll probably be disappointed a lot more often than not because it's like, like I, I, I'll compare it to fishing. Just because 
you go to a lake and no fish are biting, does that mean the fish aren't there? It's just, you know. There. Sure. No, yeah, that's, no, it's not up to us. It's up to them. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great location. Um, up oh, there for open sure. for research. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, uh, we've got... A few places down here, you know, if you want to make a trip down to the uh, humid south, hang out, hang out with us our giant spiders, you know. Mm, we'll see. Have you, have you, all <laughs> you know, Jerry has Inner House, which she works for down uh, near Williamsburg. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, we need to work on that thing. Private investigation, too. She can hang out in the creepy basement at the cabin on 360 oh, for yeah. her answer. Yeah. Only if you come and speak with uh, and see what kind of vibe she gets at, at the at the brick rancher. Because tell you what, we've got some dark energy out here. Um, that, okay. Uh, yeah. It's just to say it, mm-hmm. it may have uh, it may have drawn someone to. Uh, kill so yeah, all I have to say uh, for that is I try not to give it too much attention because that's exactly what it wants <laughs> I'm a very aware of it and it threatened me especially at the Hinsdale house so yeah. yeah when 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 we're doing everything that we're doing we have to learn how to protect ourselves or it just can be disaster like I said, I yeah, don't recommend good. we support. Can you hear me? Sorry. Yeah, I can hear you. It's good to know what you're dealing with before we go into places like you, you know, like you know what you're dealing with to go into uh, Hinsdale House. That way you're prepared for whatever comes your way, you know? You can be one step ahead and don't let anyone tell you different. Yeah. They just mm-hmm. don't want you to think. Don't want you to think that. Well, I guess any job comes with risks, right? <laughs> no, but seriously, there's scary stuff at that house. Like I, like I'm when I go, I am fully prepared. Like days ahead, it's not a joke. I have three little children. I understand the risk of what I do, but that's my calling. But I know how to protect them, so that's what I do. You know what I mean? And you want to hear something crazy? All right. One last thing. So between my husband and I, we have three children. We have a nine-year-old girl, a four-year-old boy, and a two-year-old girl. And um, after after my nine-year-old, we got pregnant two times and lost two babies. And... After my grandmother passed away, all of a sudden I was pregnant with my son, and so he was born with autism, and he just, he, I didn't hear, I love you, Mom, until he was, like, almost four years old, and it was, like, really tough, but the other day, or, like, well, it, it's been a while coming now, but the other day freaked me out the most. He he keeps saying, oh, I have a brother and sister. I have a brother and sister. Oh, look, there's my brother there at the park. He's pointing to these people, and they're not there. 
and he's saying that they're his age, which is accurate. So this stuff is genetic, I'm telling you, but since he's autistic, I'm worried about it because he doesn't know how to deal with it. So I feel like that's my my job as a mom right now to learn more and prepare them for that. But, yeah, like I said, this isn't – I mean, it's, it's a kind of a hobby, but this is my everyday. Well, I mean, when you're living with it, Every day, you know, it's part of your life. It's more than a hobby, you know, because hobbies you can stop. You can be like, oh, well, I'm going to put my stamp collection away. But medium, it's not something you can just be like, oh, well, I'm just not going to see spirits today. You know, it's kind of like, all right, who I am. Want to make a bet on that? (laughs) (laughs) True, yeah. <laughs> I say I don't want to talk to you today. Come back at one well, o'clock. Something that yeah, really, ghosts. Like I, I have stuff to do. Ghosts. I have to vacuum. I have to clean. Can you like haunt me later? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I tell them. I'll be like, at least vacuum the house if you're going to come over here and haunt me. Can you clean up those dust bunnies for me? <laughs> yeah, do some mopping around here, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're just, you know, Sorry, there's in the background. people blasting off fireworks in the background. Go figure. Hey, hey, it's, it's, it's the 5th of July. I told you. It's, it's a big holiday. They're excited yeah. for the freaking off the 5th of July special. They're setting off fireworks. Set off. Well, if I had fireworks, I, I will, I'll admit I'd probably be sending them off to somewhere safe just to see them in the sky I, pretty. <laughs> I can't believe that we're already into July. That just blows my mind. Yeah. To the fall, mm-hmm. which I know mm-hmm. sucks for you because you're in Buffalo, and it's like probably thirty <laughs> in September. But I don't know. I think I'm gonna take the kids to the beach this this weekend. It's decent out. We like That's wanted fun. to camp outside though the other night, and it was like cold out, so we're like, mm, no, the house would be better. <laughs> Which uh, beach you guys go? You guys still there? Yeah, which yeah. beach are you going? Sorry, it's a little bit like choppy. That's me. Weird noises going on. Sorry, that's no, me. That's... I had to get a second. That's fine. Sorry. Were you guys going to like? Are you going to like one of the Great Lakes up there in Buffalo? Or Me? Yeah. No. No, not really. Since having kids, I mean, maybe before kids. Now we just stay stay local and go to parks and stuff. <laughs> going to Dairy Lake soon. So. I got you. Well, we've got like five minutes left to go here. Okay. On the show. Uh, Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate no it. You're welcome. Love to, you guys you know, are awesome. You guys are freaking people. awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And uh, do you want to talk one more time? You want to give a shout out to your team and stuff and your pages before you go? Yes, I am Jade Eleanor. I am a psychic medium from Buffalo, New York. And please go follow my paranormal team, Ghost Stories, Facts, and Fiction, or GFFF on Facebook and all your other social media. 
Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. You did a great job. And uh, thank you, guys. I want to hear about, hear about your trip to Hinsdale House. Your Hinsdale House. Hinsdale House. We'll do. We'll do. I'm I'm actually doing a live, uh, like a quick walk walk through tour of of the house that that night at 9 p.m. I'll post it Perfect. either on my regular Facebook or my specific page, but I'll be going live there. Right, well, Thank you, bye. guys, though. No problem. You're welcome. Have a great night. Thank you, too. Talk to you soon. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Well, that was fun. And Jerry left. Well, all right. Well, that was fun. Um, Hope everyone had a, you know, had a good time. Enjoyed themselves. I sure did. Um, who will come on the show? I was going to have Jerry promote her show. But she's weird. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Next week we have Alex Matsua and, and uh, Jerry's got Teresa Sayers coming on the show. So uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you to Jade Eleanor, Eleanor, Eleanor coming on the show. We'll be back next week. Same freaking awesome time. Same freaking awesome channel. Good night, guys.